Hello again, and welcome to our Atrium Bro Code podcast. This is episode three, and we're very excited to bring you a special episode today on de-stressing. I am your co-host, Justin Ah, and I'm the other co-host, Evan Han. Let's just kind of jump straight into it, eh? Yeah. How, how are you feeling so far, Evan? It's I'm good. really enjoying my four-day weekends. After I scheduled my classes to only be on Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday. How about you, Justin? I, I feel the same way. Um, like you, you know, having to only go into class for now on Thursdays and Fridays, leaving me five days oh, out of the week God. to just kind of chill at home, do my own thing. You one-upped me. I saw you did the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I said, let me do the Thursday, Friday just to make this man a little bit. A little more jealous. <laughs> and I see it's worked. And, and you're successful. Yes. You're successful. <laughs> Let's dive right into our topic of the day, de-stressing and self-care. No matter what stage of life you're at, whether it's college, grad school, the workplace, I think it's super important to put your mental health at the first and foremost part because I feel like if that crumbles, everything around you will crumble. So we're here to just kind of give you a little bit of insight regarding mental health and just self-care within a law school setting specifically and what Evan and I like to do to help bring us back to a better place. Sounds like a wonderful topic. I love talking about things that bring me to a better place like the (laughs) atrium bro code podcast always one of the highlights of my week if not the highlight of my week Um, but yeah just to start off i'm not sure i'm sure every law school more or less tries to have initiatives for self-care northwestern included Um, but it's inevitable like that we as students face burnout and just other personal issues Um, in a general scope before we kind of dive into more like personal anecdotes like how do you kind of like handle the stressful environment that is law school and just like the other stuff kind of surrounding it I think a lot of the law school stress comes from pressure to perform, um, especially during 1L year. We're told by everyone around us that, oh, your grades during 1L year are so important. They're going to determine what your job opportunities are going to be after you graduate. And we just got in. We just got in. We don't know how law school works. We don't know the class format. You know, we don't know how to get the best grades, what the most efficient study method is. And so it feels like there's a lot piled on top of us at once. And you know, of course, it is a lot of work. A lot of work, and that forced curve is brutal, isn't it? Well, you're going to be graded relative to your peers. It's also something that adds on to the stress. Mm-hmm. Though, you know, one thing that's kind of nice about Northwestern is that you know, everybody seems to still support each other and be collegial. Right. I think we have a good collegial support system. Yeah. yeah. They weren't lying when we were reading. They really weren't, yeah. Northwestern was collegial on yes. the application. They weren't lying. Yes. What I tried to do was make some time to be outside of law school. As anxiety-inducing as that was at some times, Mm -hmm. I do think that that is something that was one of the things that helped me out. What about you, Justin? Could not agree more on the don't let law school consume your life aspect. It's great to socialize with your fellow law school peers. I think that technically is one way to detox from law school stress but then just being in any law school related environment in itself can be stressful like independently even if you're just hanging out with your fellow law school friends I'm not saying don't (laughs) that's the last thing I'm saying but (laughs) I do think it's also important to be able to kind of detach yourself from the bubble of law school altogether at certain points being able to call my parents you know on a semi-regular basis being able to catch up with my friends 
like sometimes play you know switch with them uh, <laughs> when, when, on, on the rare occasions where we had the time too I think that that was extremely helpful in just kind of forgetting about kind of the magnitude especially of one all year and like how important performance is in terms of our future career prospects so it's kind of nice getting to hear like the perspectives of people that don't have any skin in the game and can just like fully support you you know mm-hmm. so I think that was helpful in itself now of course easier said than done right yeah I was about to say I think like you know what we're talking about right now is all you know it's kind of common sense yeah you know don't let law school consume your life but I think the number one concern that I definitely had I think you probably had too and a lot of people share is that oh it's hard to make the time for it it like, is I don't want difficult. to sacrifice my grades at the cost of being you know having some space from law school so did you have some strategies on how to manage your time when it comes to making sure that you're getting the work that needs to be done done I feel like one all year I still did a sem- semi decent job of like kind of balancing work and not work maybe not necessarily play <laughs> but like for example last year during one l year i would always try to make time to play basketball even if it was just by myself now it it was a bit stressful trying to wake up and exercise before class at like 9:30 that then no that was not that was not my <laughs> approach that was not my approach especially since i was worried about getting called in certain classes and stuff but I remember a lot of times during 1L, there were times where I just couldn't do any work at night. I was kind of burnt out. I think I did as much work as I could physically handle for the day. So I was like, okay, two options really. One, I could play basketball, get get mm-hmm. the blood flowing. Or two, I could just kind of sit back, relax, and watch basketball. And <laughs> <laughs> both are basketball Both related. are basketball related. You know, that's definitely one of probably my biggest pastimes. So I think no matter which option I chose, it, it, it made me feel good. He's very good at basketball. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm okay. For the audience, I, 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 about Justin. I'm not tall, so you can probably block my shot, but... But you yeah. have the agility. Right. So again, basketball is kind of like a microcosm of life, you know? You're gifted with certain attributes. Just try to play to your strengths. <laughs> as, as in everything in life, I Exactly. Yeah. Basketball is life. Ball is life. But no, ball is life for certain people, um, and that that was just some strategies for me. Um, Evan, why don't you educate our listeners as to your approach? Like, what were some things that kind of provided you comfort? I, I'm not sure if I was as capable in what is managing my time and my stress during one L year. You know, sometimes I feel like, oh my god, I'm not going to study today. I need to put things off. But the thing is, I can only afford one day, but the next day, I'd say the same thing. <laughs> I wake up, I open my eyes, and I'm like, oh, maybe tomorrow. It's like a, do tomorrow? Do tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. Uh, and, um, you know, I guess eventually I sort of learned it the hard way. It's not like college. You can't just catch up magically later as, as you would like to. Very true. So I think making sure to do at least a little bit every day is a good way to keep yourself on track. Entering into law school, I, I was in a relationship and then it became a long-distance relationship when I came to Chicago. Being able to call my girlfriend pretty often and just talk about my day to somebody who like knows me pretty well and is supportive of me was a lot of help. Mm. Nowadays though, I'm trying to exercise a little more and get a little more healthy. 
I still can't help but feel a little bit like a hamster running on a wheel when I run on a treadmill <laughs> just because I'm not used to it. But it feels great after I see like, oh, I burnt 300 calories right, today. Yes. That feels really amazing. Yeah. You know, I, my, I would prefer not to run on the treadmill, but since it's freezing out here, <laughs> um, I'm perfectly happy wearing my shorts and t-shirt in the gym, acting like a hamster as opposed to being a free spirit, but a cold free spirit. Do you remember our friend who was just, you know, out and about running in 40 degree weather? Uh, like, was it November? Yeah, he was wearing shorts. <laughs> with the shorts? Oh, he with the high shorts. socks, too. So, you know, part of the calf okay. was covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I guess that's... <laughs> <laughs> so that's shout out to the... Winter lot- yeah. That's winter socks. But, no, uh, listeners, when we saw the shorts in action during the 40 degree weather, we Evan and I, we looked at each other and we're like... Is this man crazy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Honestly. I thought, yeah. I thought we were living in two different worlds. <laughs> and he crazy. seemed fine. He seemed perfectly fine. We, we need, you know, a page out of his book when it comes to surviving. <laughs> but yeah, I think even just something as simple as like watching shows with a loved one will go a long way. And I think the concept of diminishing returns is certainly super applicable in law school because they emphasize how much you need to work. But the more you work and the more you just put work as 100%, leaving no balance, your actual studying is not going to be effective. So it is actually beneficial in the long run to make time for yourself. I know the school actually uh, suggested try to block off a whole day of your weekend to like not think about law school. Now, did kids really listen to that? I don't think so. Not like that. I don't think so. But <laughs> the, that advice is still practical. I still mm. try to block off like several hours, like within a day, like, you know, just kind of breaking out my Sunday, Saturdays and Sundays into chunks or like, oh, I'm not going to study the whole day. They, they definitely have good intentions and are on the right track uh, when it comes to helping the one else not study all the time because that's actually detrimental to them. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe this is a weird way of phrasing it, but sometimes I realize that I'm an animal. I mean, like, yeah. Uh-huh. You're, you're a dog, Evan. You are a dog. For, for a second, your expression there was very beautiful. Uh-huh. <laughs> but animal isn't like a biological animal, mm-hmm. not as in like a beast, you know, mm. as much as I like to be like a beast. But um, yeah, like you need different kinds of sensations. Yep. You need to be focusing on different tasks and no animal can continue to just hone in on this one particular thing over and over yeah, again. Yeah, in perpetuity, hours. right? Yeah. That, that was a property reference, by the way. I'm so sorry. <laughs> now I'm looking for... Com- oh, so on the topic of comfort. Yes. Um, I think... Another nice way to keep yourself sane throughout law school is to have some nice plushies. I see some plushies over there on your desk. Oh, man down, man down. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some plushies on my bed. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, yeah, that, you know, stuffed animals are really vital. <laughs> I will just go out and stay that. Look how carefree they are right now. Yeah, I see Toad yep. from, from Mario. Yep. And that Toad has such a nice face, too. Oh, yeah. Toad is such a gleeful character. I, I love Toad. I'm ready to watch. Toad. You know, the new Super Mario Bros. movie is uh, coming out in April, I think. Oh, Featuring so Toad. Yeah. yeah. I, so. I, I have to watch it. Isn't, uh... This isn't an ad, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, vitamin sponsors next up. Yeah. Maybe sponsors, maybe. Man, we have big dreams, don't we? <laughs> we can always dream big. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> But yeah, you see my Bruin, UCLA Bruin plush, mm-hmm. my 
purple Yoshi plush uh, representing Northwestern. You know, Northwestern should really replace their wildcat mascot with like the purple Yoshis. <laughs> I, th- I think that would. Not a, not a wildcat. No, a wild, a, a, a wild, wild Yoshi. <laughs> the wild dinos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Plushies, anything that kind of reminds you of comfort, I think is it goes a long way, really. Mm-hmm. Comfort plushies, comfort food. Comfort food. Comfort food. How is how does food play a positive role? Oh, food plays every positive role in my life. Mm. I love food. I I made curry today. Yes. For the because I wanted to feel you know, it's it's like a comfort food. It's warm curry. Warm curry over rice, savory, mm. delicious. Got your protein. Which yeah. protein? Chicken. Uh, beef. Actually. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then you got your veggies in there. I I hope. Uh, uh, did I catch you red-handed? <laughs> Does garlic count as a veggie? Absolutely. Okay, it's good for your heart. I've got my garlic. Yes. In yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, I still got a way to go with my cooking because um, the curry turned out to not really be saucy but rather um soupy, soupy. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay it flows you know? like a waterfall into my rice bowl yes <laughs> Ooh, still think, sounds good though <laughs> i think that's one of the you know nice things about just having a little bit of time to myself trying out different types of food right also it's always nice to go out with friends and have some other kind of food do you have some kind of a go-to comfort food justin Ooh, um, I wish we were at home right now because that, you know, that cooking at home, uh, shout out to my mom, that is true comfort food, you know, anything no Korean, piece, Italian, etc. I, I definitely, you know, tried to work on my cooking here so I wouldn't starve <laughs> by myself. So I'd say like if I'm needing like a touch of home, kimchi bokumbap, aka kimchi fried rice mm. is, a, is a staple. I, I think I made that a decent amount last year. Little bit this year too. Um, that definitely keeps me going. <laughs> and I would also say, just in terms of like cooking too, like, yeah, it, it, it's honestly super nice to get your DoorDash or Grubhub. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's super lie. nice. Right. <laughs> but, but one nice thing I will say about cooking, even if you don't like have the energy to cook every day, you're forced to not look at the screens <laughs> while you're studying or like doing other forms of, you know, watching TV, playing video games. You have to kind of focus on the stovetop yeah, <laughs> or else the yeah, thing's going to burn. Definitely. And because of that, that's actually a nice break for your eyes. Yeah, so we're, you know, comfort, whether it's plushies, food, you know, making time to exercise. I think all of those, like, play a role in kind of enriching your law school experience, even when, you, you know, there are days when you really just don't want to share your day with other people, right? Let me touch on one other um, topic before we move on to kind of other methods of, of self-care. H- how is your sleep schedule? during 1L year. <laughs> My sleep schedule during 1L year was spontaneous. Ooh, I like the positive spin. Care it to elaborate? Very spontaneous. Mm. Sometimes I'd sleep at 1am, which, which is pretty Which early. is fine. These college kids would be like, rookie. <laughs> Sometimes I'd sleep at 6am. Oh, then, then, then they'll be like, oh, he's not a rookie. He's a seasoned vet. Oh, they got your respect now. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'd say that I don't recommend that. When I was younger, by the way, I'm not super old, but when I was younger, I'd be able to survive and stay focused even with a very erratic sleep schedule. Oh, like during college? Mm-hmm. Mm. But, oh, wow, I, I feel older every year. Yeah, that that's, that's time for you. <laughs> I'm just messing. <laughs> I definitely yeah. feel like without some kind of exercising or some <laughs> intentional effort, my body doesn't like automatically stay the same. Right. So. And, and I think, again, 
law school is really stressful. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's not going to help you sleep better the times that you do fall asleep. You know what I mean? I definitely so you know what yeah. you mean. Well, like a lot of the late nights, I, I ended up working on things that were due the next day <laughs> or sometimes, you know, just I'd be feeling anxious about, oh my God, like what's going to happen? Is everything going to be okay? Mm. But, you know, some some edible melatonin here and there. <laughs> and Shout out Melly. <laughs> Melly. <laughs> and then like just keeping up with my work really just helped me um, get something called a sleep schedule back mm. and it's nice to have sleep schedule back in my life <laughs> it welcomes you back with open arms i embrace it <laughs> you were the prodigal child <laughs> how about you how did you approach a sleep schedule i'm just gonna be straight up with you i cannot function past one like regardless of whether i got my work done or not if i couldn't like on days where i couldn't i just woke up early the next day to finish it I think that's a yeah. great way to go about it. Like and at seven like, or whatever. Yeah, uh-huh. that's like closer to what working as an employee somewhere is right. going to look like as well. So yeah, that's why I, I honestly never really slept past 12, except mm-hmm. for like rare occasions, 12, 1230. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want to look like a zombie at school. <laughs> so, law school, no one is going to poke fun at you for staying up only until midnight. Yeah, and I think that sleep schedule would translate really well later on as well when we're both planning to practice in California. Exactly. Because I heard about Californian attorneys sometimes having to wake up at around 6 a.m. and work because... For the East Coast deals, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, to work with people on the East Coast. Yeah. We, we do have that disadvantage, but then... Honestly, it's nice like having stuff end, like primetime events, and then we still have a little bit of the day left. Yeah, I think it's an advantage. Right? The person who sleeps sometimes at 6 a.m. thinks it's an advantage. <laughs> <laughs> that's four o'clock pacific time i mean give yourself a little bit more credit it's not that bad if you really think about it <laughs> four a.m is still pretty bad better than six though Nowadays, you know with the with the know, sun coming up the birds co- you know all the yeah. horror movies are set at 4 a.m nowadays oh is that right yeah i'm not a fan of horror movies i'll like, say that it's like 4 40 a.m and mm. i'd be doing something and then i'm like Oh, wait a second. Four more minutes and it's 4.44. No, not the 4.44. So you're trying to go back to sleep as soon as possible, right? Yeah, just put my back against the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and my eyes are darting around the room. There's this one especially dark corner in my house. And I'm just staring intently And then all the of a sudden, boom. <laughs> no. No, no. Not no, all no. of a sudden, boom. <laughs> Horror movies aren't real life. That is true. That is true. Okay, let, let, you know, it seems that we, neither of us are particularly big fans of the horror genre. Let's move on to another aspect uh, of self-care. How about the social support network? I mean, we briefly touched upon it, like, in terms of you, you know, you talking with your girlfriend, watching shows, and me, like, hanging out with some of my friends back home. But for both networks, like, both within the law school and, you know, outside, like, how, how do they kind of play a role in helping you kind of get through 1L or just law school in general? I think within the law school, the network really helps in two different ways. Um, First off, it really helps you prioritize. At the end of the day, if you want to spend time outside of law school, you need to be able to efficiently get the law school things done so you can make time for it. And just talking to mentors, um, talking to your friends really helps you get a better grasp of, oh, if there's only one month until finals, maybe the top priority shouldn't be to try to make my own outlines. 
or like oh like at this point maybe I should be focusing on this instead mm-hmm. and being able to ask those questions with other people to other people and getting their opinions I think really helps you stay on track and be efficient with your studies because mm. you don't have an infinite amount of time and energy the second part is that it constantly reminds you that you're not alone in this mm-hmm. you know I definitely feel that what's up with me today with animal analogies but like I feel like you know keep it coming we're 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 social animals we're biologically social animals yep. and it's safe to say that regardless of your personality just knowing that you're not the only one on earth who's going through this process of trying to figure out school get good grades and also try to kind of have an idea about what you want to do after law school mm-hmm. is very comforting it's like the we're all in this together that yeah. song we're all in this together no copyright claims right i mean i think we saw you know i purposely sang it a little off key so that no one would come after oh, us so I, I think i purposely sang it a little bad because Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. You're, Evan has vocals. Like yeah, maybe one day you'll, you'll be able to hear those vocals. Yeah. Remember how I was talking about? Oh, it's nice to have a group or just like people that aren't in it, so mm-hmm. that they can kind of empathize with you in a different way. Yeah. And, and there's no competition or like stakes or anything like that. They just like there to support you, mm-hmm. and, and just like be like. Not having like the complete knowledge of like what you're going through, but like regardless that you know that um, you have their full support, right? At the same time, like it's a double-edged sword, right? They don't understand like exactly what it entails. Um, at the end of the day, it's really a, a shared experience between people that go to a law school. Like having like a good network, good strong support group of friends, like within the school, super helpful. You can vent to them about anything and everything, most occasions, and they'll they'll just be like, yeah, I'm feeling pretty much the exact same way. Being able to share both the good and the bad experiences is what mm-hmm. like ultimately draws uh, us closer as well. That's why it's even more important to kind of put yourself out there in the first place, even if you are introverted, because those brief moments of discomfort will serve dividends and more, like just for your overall happiness and just your overall stress management. So yeah, that that's really just my two cents. Why don't we double your two cents to four cents? Ooh, four cents? And, that's four uh, pennies. Yeah. And what's your take on, what, what, what was it called? The, the one where you feel like you're... Imposter you're, syndrome. Imposter, imposter syndrome. syndrome. I feel you. <laughs> No, you don't. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. I, I, I imposter syndrome. Yes, but yeah. What about what about imposter syndrome? Did you want to touch upon? Well, imposter syndrome could be one of the things that makes you feel like you're alone, mm. and maybe you you feel like everybody's really accomplished, and because of that, maybe they're sort of intimidating. Maybe you feel less qualified, and then that might keep you from making friends being able to be the social animal that you are. So what is your take on it? Did you feel like there was some kind of imposter syndrome when you came in? Do you think you saw a lot of others feeling that way? Uh, What was your experience around that? Yeah, so I would say I mainly felt imposter syndrome in terms of life experience. Mm -hmm. I I think I can confidently say that academically, I just knew it would be tough to begin with. And I felt that college and just, you know, studying hard, those habits, I feel like would carry over in some regard to law school. So I don't feel that I'm the best to touch upon 
that aspect of imposter syndrome. However, imposter syndrome takes many forms. <laughs> it does not discriminate, right? Yes. Um, you know, as a KJD, meaning kindergarten to JD, never took a gap year. I just came in, freshly 22 years old, <laughs> no life experience, basically going to what? If, if high school is 12th grade, graduating senior college is 16th grade, Basically, my first day is 17th grade, right? That's like... <laughs> I've never heard anybody putting it that way. I'm but... just, like, that's how it feels, like, uh-huh. at times as a KJD. Mm. Like, when you're just, like, constantly going through school, right? Yeah. And so, honestly, it was extremely intimidating being in a classroom full of, like, even 25, 26, 27, 30s, um, mm. all, like, studying the same subjects, all being subject to the same cold calls, all having to go through the same interview processes and networking events, it was difficult. The thing that kind of got me out of that imposter syndrome was actually the fact that, hey, you know, I am younger compared to like most of my peers, um, but we're, we're in the same boat ultimately. Like, so maybe that should be, give me a little bit more confidence. Like, oh, I can stick with like these people. You know, mm-hmm. the fact that I'm at an earlier stage in my life where, sure, I don't know as much about the world or about myself as much. But at the end of the day, we're all like pursuing the same degree. And I just so happen to be younger. And honestly, that should maybe be something to be proud of. Yeah. So I think that that was one thing. And then honestly, people were so nice to me. I think as long as you like kind of carry yourself with confidence, which trust me, like fall of 1L year, I wouldn't describe myself as like a super like outgoing and confident person, but like I just was nice, you know, tried to be happy, keep a positive attitude towards people. And I feel like that kind of went a long way in terms of them like accepting and respecting me. That was my main uh, battle with imposter syndrome. I would second that. You're yeah. nice to other people. Thank you. I appreciate that. Evan, <laughs> stop trying to butter me up. <laughs> I'm just joking. Well, it's kind of weird if you're the only one who says that you were nice to other people. So Yeah, that, then it makes me look like weird. Eh? <laughs> like, I, needed cocky. To, I needed to verify. I, I have a co- yeah, someone co-signed. Thank, <laughs> thank God. But Evan, I'd love to hear kind of your take on imposter syndrome. I think one thing that's interesting is the way you were able to think about something that was causing you to feel imposter syndrome and turn that exact same cause into strength. That in general is the way to go. The reason why you're feeling imposter syndrome might be the precise reason why you're unique, which is the reason why you add value to the student body in a certain Mm -hmm. sense. As for me, I didn't really know what law school was like. Whoever I talked to, they already were like, oh, like Vault 10, Vault <laughs> Care to uh, explain to those who don't, don't know, like oh. what Vault is? So the Vault is, if uh, hopefully by now I kind of know what the Vault is, the Vault <laughs> is is, a, is some kind of established ranking of profitable law firms. Mm-hmm, right, and hence when yeah. Evan, when you say Vault 10, like V10, right, a lot of those firms are very uh, New York-centric, right? They have a lot of headquarters in New York, but, you know, there's plenty of uh, great law firms like across the country. But I will say that that the Vault 100, V100, V10, V20, etc., they definitely have a bias towards like the big cities, New York, L.A., San Francisco, D.C., Chicago. So but yeah, I think that's that's more along the lines of uh, that knowledge that people had from the day from day one right that you honestly i didn't have any clue either right yeah people to my left people to my right were like vault 10 vault 100 and i had no idea 
what the what the heck Bolt was. I googled it. I kind of got an idea of what it was, but all this information from everyone about this law firm is like this, that law firm is like that. Being constantly in a position where I should be knowing these things too, since everybody knows it,、mm. uh, was the kind of source of imposter syndrome for me. And let me just quickly interrupt, just for clarification's sake. All this discussion about firms, this occurred during fall semester one L, right? Yeah, the very first semester. From like. Basically, once you step foot on campus, like you're immediately kind of bombarded with this, right? Yeah, yeah. It seemed like it. There was this illusion that everybody knew what they were doing, everybody knew what they were getting into. While I was here thinking, oh, I'm just at a school where I'm studying law. <laughs> so, <laughs> needless to say, I felt pretty out of place.、Mm. But going through law school. I think one thing that became clear to me over time is that prestige is not something that interests me too much.、Mm-hmm. If there's a reason for that prestige,、right. and that reason is something that resonates with me, then that would be important. Right, but but not just prestige for prestige's sake. Yeah, and、mm-hmm. I think、um, that approach also helped me research my firms coming into、mm-hmm. preparing for my two L summer internship interviews. I see.、Yeah. So all in all, people seeming to know a lot about the industry when honestly, maybe they didn't. Right? We're all in the same boat as one else. <laughs> What do we really know about firms <laughs> other than just like quickly looking at these lists, <laughs> right? So、yeah. I, I I totally empathize with you in that. Yeah, them not knowing when it's not their fault at all, and they don't even need to know. <laughs> it's not the time to even worry about those types of things, really. Yeah. It's like a almost like a different type of imposter syndrome、mm-hmm. as as opposed to what you experienced. Instead of me being unique in that I don't know what the vault <laughs> is, it's like there's this perception that I had that everybody's aware of something, everybody possesses something.、Mm-hmm. That something maybe isn't something that's too important to me. Right. Everyone values things differently.、Yeah. Exactly. And I'm glad that you know, as you kind of got your footing, <laughs> you know, you were able to. Achieve the goals that you you know eventually carved out for yourself. Yeah. So that's extremely commendable. And well, thank you. You see, we mutually butter each other up. I had to return the favor one time. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't just be like, oh, Evan, flatter me, flatter me, and then just be like, <laughs> thank you for your story, Evan. Now let's move on to the next topic. No, no. You know, I want to make sure that I'm not perceived as a bad guy or anything. This is a fifty-fifty、yeah. effort right here. Make sure that. But well, yeah, yeah, I think.、Um, Honestly, the takeaway from of, of our of our different perspectives is that imposter syndrome and just like issues in general, like they can take different forms, and no two people really have the same experiences, both positive and negative. Really, we're just here to just kind of have you guys kind of pick our brains a little bit and just see how we approached、uh, something like as stressful as law school and kind of how we kind of got through it. You know,、yeah. whether it's through mindset changes and comfort and, and etc. Yeah, so I think this wrap up has been extremely invaluable to me.、Uh, what What do you think? You learn a whole lot of things,、mm-hmm. and one of the very important things that helped me de-stress was just to know that it's okay to be different.、Mm. Everything's okay. Everything's good. Yeah. Yes. One final question that I do have, honestly, for both of us before we wrap up today's episode. Yeah, we talked about comfort. We talked about you know social support. Let's touch a little bit more on just the concept of mindfulness. Is there anything that you do in particular, in terms of creating a better headspace for yourself, that has enabled you to approach things better? 
During one all year, I used to purposefully meditate. I, there are, I'm pretty sure there are meditation gurus out there, but I'm definitely not one of those. <laughs> One of those people. <laughs> one of the, I didn't mean to suddenly objectify meditation gurus. We love you, meditation though, gurus. Though they stay mightily still. Um, but anyway, what, what I would do is I'd look for some kind of guided meditation. And there's plenty of guided med- meditation videos on YouTube. And I just play one, and then there'd be this voice saying, All right, close your eyes. That breathe. I don't know if that counts as an ASMR. (laughs) You get the point. Yeah, it do. I I, I have to work on that. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think those really help kind of refresh my mind. It Mm -hmm. it almost feels like I'm a computer that's been on for so long, Mm. and then I I finally do the Windows update. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just shut down, and then turn the computer back on again. The RAM gets cleared. Yeah. And I have some more room to operate um, in a healthy way. What about you, Justin? I didn't really do this during one all year. I wish I would have. I think it would have put me in a better place. But I've been recently reading a daily devotional book. So what that is, is you read a passage, like a verse, like from the Bible every day, 365 days, and then just kind of use those verses to kind of reflect on your own life, reflect on the day, what's been going on with you lately, and um, hopefully try to apply like the lessons uh, within that daily devotional book into my daily life. So I think it's been really valuable for me. I started this new year in January. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I wanted to just be more introspective and reflective of like kind of what's been going on with my life because law school very busy, very fast paced, right? I feel like it's so easy to just kind of get lost in that grind that you don't really have a chance to just sit back, pause, reflect, be like, hey, like, how am I doing? How, how is everything really going? Uh, so I think that's been extremely valuable for me to just like kind of read the, the verses and then just there's just the author who just kind of breaks down like how that passage kind of applies to his or her life. And then from there, I have a working Google Doc of how that passage kind of relates to my own life. So I think that's been really good for my mental and like kind of spiritual psyche as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it's basically journaling, but like yeah. kind of with a more like a spiritual approach mm-hmm. to it, like a... Yeah, so I uh, definitely want to continue that, like be consistent, make it to December 31st. Yeah, it definitely sounds like something that goes along with the concept of just become 1% better every day. Right, exactly. And the and miracle of compounding interest. <laughs> compounding spiritual interest. Yeah, so um, yeah, that just, just some food for thought, journaling or, you know, devotionals or anything of the sort, like whether you are religious or not, I think it would be helpful. But I, I'm glad we both have good approaches to keeping our our minds, you know, pure, clean, fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, oh, I, I really like your approach. And in fact, you may have just convinced me to start journaling, Justin. Well, thanks for sharing all of your stories. Um, and same thank, to you. Yep. Thank me. I thank myself for sharing my stories. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> If you are still, you know, if you made it to episode three, we thank you for being loyal listeners to the Atrium Bro Code podcast. We should send them some kind of gift, some kind of not too expensive gift. Yeah, the budget is a little bit (laughs) compromised at the moment. The budget is our pockets. (laughs) Well, thank you for listening, everyone. Yes, please tune in next week. We have so much more to cover and Atrium Bro Code. Oh, in sync. Yeah. See you next week.